0: Welcome to Living Better London with me, Natalie Small. This podcast will be your weekly guide to help you navigate the stress of busy city life while taking small steps towards nurturing the mind, body and soul. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Living Better London podcast. Um, In this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, minimalism. Now, I'm trying to aim to remove the sort of hipster or millennial um connotations that seem to come with minimalism um and i want to really go back to my earliest sort of memories of it as a practice maybe before i even knew um what minimalism as a term even was um and talk about the benefits that i felt and what you could maybe gain from those as well so really I think my earliest memory um, of minimalism was when I was about 12 years old and for most of my childhood I'd been sharing this little box room with my sister in Hartford, uh, where we grew up and we were probably looking at a size of about 8 by 10 foot so so quite a, a small sort of area for two teenagers to be living in together and that obviously came with the problem of having very little space um, but up until that point in my life I hadn't ever considered that as an issue and I definitely remember our bedroom being covered with magazines and toys and books and you know stuffed animals and things all over the floor because there wasn't anywhere to put it. I think we had maybe two chest of drawers and this big bunk bed and that was it. Now at 12, my sister was 15. So she was growing up, she was growing older and she was requir- requiring that little bit more um, space. And I think I'd reached a point when I was 12 where I was getting this uh, urge to step away from childhood. And I also felt quite overwhelmed by everything that was around me. I don't think I would have at that point in time acknowledged it as feeling overwhelmed but when I look back I definitely felt um, kind of snowed under by everything that we owned and I don't think I've ever known any other kids to to do this from um, conversations with friends but I got to the age of 12 and I, I think my 12th birthday had just passed and I thought well, I'm done with being a child now and I started to um, clear away toys that I'd anything that I could associate with, um, a childish behavior or a childhood sort of memory, I decided that I'd like to get rid of it, uh, and I all of a sudden started to feel an instant relief, and the act of clearing out my possessions started to become quite um, therapeutic, and instead of just throwing away things that I could associate with childhood or being young, I started getting rid of a lot of things. And the instant effect that that had on our very small space was unreal. Um, And it really became quite therapeutic for me. And I think that throughout my teenage years, from sort of 12 to maybe 15-ish, I'd quite frequently go through phases of... Uh, ridding myself of possessions. But I think at this point I hadn't quite cottoned on to the idea of maintaining owning less. But it was the actually really the beginning for me, and it was more about that instant weight off my shoulders when I'd um, cleared away uh, my possessions. And I think then going through my teenage years, There were quite a few times where we had some major sort of family upheavals and dramas, like any family, I guess. Um, But what I found is whenever there was something that was out of my control happening in my life and I was getting that uh, familiar feeling of being a little overwhelmed, I would control what I could instead. And that generally meant a great big tidy up or throw out or reorganisation of my life. And I really felt quite a bit of freedom out of that. So then all of a sudden I was recognising and acknowledging um, the idea of not, you know, repurchasing things and and filling back up again. And really starting to sort of understand the concept of minimalism. Now, when I got into my adult years... um, and I moved house a couple of times for the first time because you guys know I've been in that in and out of London and my family home quite a few times over the past few years, um. But I think that this is something that probably why there's a, um, millennial connotation or why it's quite a common um theme with millennials to practice uh, minimalism, and I found from moving house and doing flat shares um, and not really having a big space to call my own. I went through um, a stage of something that I refer to as forced minimalism because moving into these rented rooms and different flat shares and things meant that I couldn't dedicate large amounts of space to anything that was unnecessary or anything that didn't provide me with joy or happiness or any of my favourite things and it really meant that I could value what actually meant the most to me. So I think up until this point, just probably before I moved into Harrow, I was um, experiencing a few benefits from um, a sort of minimalistic like lifestyle. I was learning to love and appreciate what I had. I was going through the experience, or the uplifting or freeing experience of owning less stuff. Um, And even giving it away to charity or, um, you know, throwing away anything that couldn't be repurposed. um, I felt a sort of mental clarity after doing so. But when I went to my um, flat in Harrow that I shared with my good friend Tom... Um, I started to recognise another benefit of maintaining minimalism, which was a financial one. You know, I'd got to a point where I had um, been minimising my possessions through childhood or through my teenage years and really, really loving the freedoms that that gave me. But I never associated the fact that owning less meant spending less too because like I said going through teenage years you'd get your next phase your next interest and you'd you'd invest in that and you'd buy more stuff or your parents would buy you things or there would be birthdays with lots of gifts and it kind of became like a a cycle of having to refresh my possessions but living in my flat in Harrow um and it becoming that little bit more expensive for me and me having just slightly less financial freedom than I did before um it meant that I had a sort of freedom from the desire for newness as well. Um, I think because I was so practised at minimalism this time. Um, But there was one exception. And I think that this is something that is really important um, and kind of a a, a myth to dispel about um, minimalistic behaviours. Because I definitely see that a lot of people are um, getting on board with this as a practice. But i think that there's also hesitance from many people that maybe don't understand some of the principles quite so much because it's not really just about owning less stuff it's about knowing the value of the things you have and appreciating them um as such and for me i had an exception to my um minimalistic behaviors and principles which Mm. was um buying books that is something that gives me so much joy and a lot of you know um my first basic principle basic principle number one is to seek out and nurture authentic moments of joy and that is something that I invest a lot in and I get huge well-being benefits from um and it's my passion so I actually own probably in total well in 2016 I um did a bit of an add up on how many books I owned and it was something ridiculous like 300. Um, That was three years ago and I tend to buy maybe two books a month. I don't really know or even want to comprehend just how much, how many books I do have. Safe to say they don't come to each flat with me when I move house. Um, A lot of them tend to live in my lucky family's home in Hertfordshire. But yeah, I would never, ever consider that um, passion of mine or that love of mine as something that I should cap myself on. Um, Now, there are some sort of um, allowances that I do make to this uh, joy and this passion of mine, which is because minimalism can also be about um, having less of an imprint on the world and our environment if I do buy books or when I do buy books, I buy them um, secondhand unless it's something that's fresh to print that I've been very, very excited about. Um, But yeah, books have always been something that I won't um, stop myself from buying or enjoying or limit myself on um, because that's my passion. And I think a lot of people think that if you do decide to take on a sort of minimalistic Lifestyle that you should, that you start to sacrifice things or you start to just own less, and that's absolutely not what the point of this is. Um, I think it's important to observe what brings you joy and not deny yourself something um, if it's something that is really important to you. Um, And my interpretation, really, with minimalism, and kind of the same as what I was saying last week about. Um, mindfulness or meditation it is a spectrum that you tailor to your life and there isn't really a massive right or wrong there's a basic principle just like my um, basic principles with living better london but they're in the same sense you can uh, warp and manipulate them to bend and fit your lifestyle so really it's not something that we need to feel um, overwhelmed by and it really isn't as controversial or hipster or millennial as it seems. It's not this sort of um, do-gooder kind of fad or anything like that. There's some real genuine um, benefits that you can receive from adopting minimalism. And who knows, this might this episode might not interest everybody but I can definitely say that there's been many times in my life that it's been super, super important. Um, And to sort of sum up, I wanted to go through some take-home benefits um, to think about if you do decide to maybe consider uh, adopting a few minimalistic um, principles or behaviours in your life. And the number one for me, so my absolute favourite benefit from... um, Minimalism is the therapeutic act of actually throwing or giving things away. Clearing out what's unnecessary um, and you'd be surprised at how good you can get at it um, the more you do it and the more you realise just how little you actually need. Um, And yeah, there really is that sort of um, impact of a mental tidying with your um physical tidying if that makes sense particularly if you're going through maybe some items or um you know possessions of yours that you have some sort of um memory linked to that can be quite a good way of sort of processing i think as well um the second benefit which i think is such a good one for the living better london movement is less time spent tidying or organizing. Now, as you guys sort of know about what I'm doing um, and my path and what I'm trying to promote, this is some stuff that's really tailored to time management and well-being principles in our hectic London lifestyles. Now, it's so, it, it can take up such a big chunk of our lives, um, tidying and organizing and um, being well managed I guess in terms of our possessions um, and there's a much simpler way of addressing that simply just by owning less um, I find that a really really big benefit then you've got number three which is financial freedom now I definitely find and have done for a good few years so I moved to Harrow maybe like four years ago Um, And over these past four years, the financial freedoms I've experienced by um, buying quality and then not having to repurchase things throughout a year and not um, having to mix up my wardrobe too much um, throughout the years has been significant. And the benefit of that is not just owning or having more money or saving money, but redirecting your money. And I talk about this uh, in the batch cooking episode as well, because if you're making these small changes like batch cooking, like um, minimalism, and, and there are many others, which I'm sure we'll talk about in uh, our next sort of episodes. The biggest joy of that for me is being able to channel money into experience, you know, like um, going out for meals with my friends, or taking that incredible holiday that I've always wanted to go on, um, going to a festival, you know. There's there's a lot involved with um, the additional uh, financial freedoms that you receive when you uh, covet less possessions. Um, And this one is, this fourth um, benefit, is probably a bit controversial to the previous one I mentioned, because I've mentioned that um, owning less gives me more of a freedom to travel and so on. Um, But in general, if you were just applying uh, minimalistic practices to your life, you would be um, less of a consumer, therefore, potentially um, creating less environmental impact. And that sort of depends on how you um manage the rest of your life but for me i definitely think that i am contributing to a lot less waste um and that is of, of interest to me very high interest to me and i think it should be on everybody's agendas but anyway that'll be another episode i'm sure um yeah and then number five the ability to channel um money elsewhere so that kind of ties into the financial freedoms of number 3 but it could also mean um how you gift your friends um how you spend on your family how you invest in your future um so there's so many it's quite a um a large realm i would say the financial freedom and number 6 is might sound a bit strange but it's something that I definitely find very uh, interesting which is the idea of living a more portable lifestyle um, and that sounds weird but I think what I mean by that is for example where I've moved in and out of London a few times over well a good few times over the past few years I have had to move house many times I've had to pack up many times and I found it quite interesting when I moved in with a friend um the year before last. And I'm I think we managed to move all of my stuff to this um new house in one carload. Whereas my friend um and she's I'd say she's quite average. I wouldn't say she's owns a massive amount of possessions or that it's over the top or anything like that. Um, But she had to take two Addison Lee uh, people carriers worth of her stuff um, to this new House of ours, And I definitely felt from her that it was quite stressful going through that process of um, packing up and organising. And then the the cost of the Addison Lee vans as well was um, quite astronomical considering what we were doing. Um, And I don't think she even realised that it would have taken um that much effort or that much money or that many cars to get her stuff moved over um and i felt very little stress in that process of moving into the new house because i didn't really have very much to do and i think i've also got an urge at some point in life um to be able to live abroad or to be able to travel and i i love the fact that i wouldn't be torn I wouldn't um in terms of leaving possessions behind or anything like that so there are quite a few um well these are my specific personal um benefits to minimalism and I would actually love to hear if any of you guys have any experiences or memories or sort of stories about um minimalistic behaviors that you find are really really beneficial to you um, because it is something that's so incredible. And I think it's quite funny that there's this idea that it, this is something that would be adopted by a certain type of person or a certain generation of people. And I definitely get feedback sometimes um, from listeners or from um, a sort of general social media wider order audience that this stuff is quite... Um, trend-led or a bit of a bandwagon Uh, but I really don't think it has to be and I really don't think we need to create a negative um, connotation to something that's so positive and so beneficial and although it may not be for everybody um, it's important to keep an open mind and at least have the full picture of what it is you're really talking about and again other people's interpretations could be very different to mine, I have to be honest. But I really hope that throughout this episode, you've got a bit of an idea of, well, a bit more of an idea about what this um, sort of movement or these practices mean. And I hope that you do um, take an opportunity to at least try all some of them, even if it is just the case of doing a big clear out. I have to admit, I think that might be my favourite um part of the whole process and maybe if you do just give that stuff away and let somebody else get joy out of it anyway as ever see you in the next episode so if you do decide to adopt any of the basic principles of living better london i would love to be able to see your progress so if you can post your content on social media using the hashtag living better london i can find you guys and give you a little bit of love So now we've finished this episode, if you would like to discover more about Living Better London or the basic principles, then please visit my website at www.livingbetterlondon.com or alternatively, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook.